This is the final score, episode 163 for Wednesday, July 9th, 2014. everybody and welcome back to the final score this is the video game podcast for the rest of us my name is scott johnson i'm joined by the recently returned home brian dunaway hello brian hi scott johnson how are you i'm okay man how are you man i'm tired yeah a bit but you know what that won't stop me from playing video games oh that's good because you did 20 hours too and 20 hours back from the the salt lake (laughs) valley right you wish more than that more than that Eight hours from South Carolina to Washington, D.C., where I met Dave Michaels, and we drove across 32 hours. Oh, to my God. Oh, my God. What the 32, hell? 32 hours back and eight more hours to my house. That's insane, dude. That's insane. That's like 48 hours of driving. Oh, I, I don't I even want to think about it. Math. You don't know math at all, Scott Johnson. Having just returned to Phoenix in a probably slightly, barely more than an hour on a plane, Nicole's <laughs> bag. Right? I'm nice and refreshed. Yeah. I've been home for days. Not so bad when you have to just uh, hop on that quick little jump back down there. That's a quick flight. It's a nice little, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Phoenix is the, or Phoenix, Southwest is the hub. Yeah, that's right. In Phoenix, in Phoenix yeah. right. We have a Delta hub here. You guys have Southwest there. It all works out. Yeah. Yeah. So it was an awesome time. I had so much fun. It was. I had a lot of people request that we do uh, Final Score Live. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, we probably mm. should do that next time. Um, <laughs> I think it's to that point where some of the shows that, it, for whatever reason in my own head, didn't seem like good fits in the past. I think they're totally good fits now. I think so, too. So uh, we appreciate everybody who came up and said, hey, we love Final Score, and uh, shook a lot of hands and talked to a lot of people and saw Ladies of Leet live, which is good. Oh, saw yes. Brian and I do the comics uh, panel and plus other stuff, film sack, whatnot. It was a blast. Nerdtacular was oh, great fun. this year. Nerdtaculars for the nerds. I'm terrified it was, that it's that it peaked. That it was amazing. No. It was so good. It was the first year I actually had a chance to play a game for the Whoa, first. Whoa! Would you would you I play? I played there? Munchkin and Cards Against Humanity for the first time. Both. Oh, you didn't play. You haven't played cards. I've, yeah, wow. I've never played Cards Against Humanity, mm. but I've played Munchkin in the past. Munchkin's good. So is Cards yeah. Against Humanity. <laughs> it was fun. Cards Against Humanity is a um, horrible, horrible game. It's a I terrible like game. Yeah, it's just terrible, <laughs> terrible things are said there. Ice Worm, uh, your scrot. Yeah, Ice Worm had some Frog Pants cards too. So I thought. Oh that yeah, was I forgot about that. Did you yeah. use the, Did you use those in, in mm-hmm. there? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, uh, a lot of fun. good time had by all, and uh, as it turns out. I actually got some game time uh, when I got home, which is nice. Yay. Didn't expect that because leading up to it, I had hardly any, but had a few things to do since. And uh, we'll talk about those in a little segment we're called, What Are We Playing? We're called? Hey, what we are call. you playing? <laughs> Let me just correct that. A little segment we call. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about the games we played this week. I... Wanted to get it before I before everything hit the fan, and I thought, well, there's no way I'm going to have time to play this, so I may as well wait and save it for when I get back. So I did, but when I got back, I purchased the now-released, previous to now was in uh, early uh, access mode, but is now officially released out of early access, Divinity Original Sin for the PC. Mm, I love Divinity. It's like sweet white chocolate candy. Mm, I, wish it, <laughs> I wish that's what this... Well, actually, I really like what this is, but I also wish it was... 
white candy chocolate stuff. White. I don't even think it's chocolate. These it's white candy. No, it's just white. Delicious. Yeah, it's like white. It's egg whites and sugar. Yeah, it's not good for you. Don't eat that. It'll coat your colon. Coat uh, your colon, baby. Colon, colon coat. Um, so Original <laughs> Sin is the third, I think, third in the series of Divinity games. They The first two were very much Diablo clone-ish like games. And they were okay. I never thought they were as good as Diablo or other competitors, so they were never really high on my list. But I had read and heard that Original Sin was going to go very different, big departure, be something a lot more like Baldur's Gate or um, the original. What is, what is Original Sin? Is that isn't that eating the fruit from the tree of knowledge? Is yeah, that it is biblically speaking, but in the fantasy right. world of Yin Yang or whatever the hell they call it, I don't know what it's called. It's got a, it's, Cerebus or whatever their name of their big country is, town. Their version of Westeros, their version of Sanctuary, their version of Azeroth, you know what I mean, that whole thing. Right, right. Um, I don't know. There's some story going on that I'm sure leads to all this. But it is a big, sweeping, uh, beautiful, I'd say, uh, RPG. And it's a down, uh, three-quarter view, I, sort of yeah. down view game. Looks looks like yeah, Diablo in, ten, in yeah. terms of that. Um, Doesn't but, everything lately look like Diablo to you? Is, no, it, is it just me? No, it's just you. It's okay. just you. There aren't, there aren't many new RPGs that have adopted that look, so I, I think it might just be you. But <laughs> it's an old way of doing it. Like back in the Baldur's Gate like 90s, that was very common for an RPG to look like that. Win, uh, okay. Winter's – what was it? Winter – no. Uh, Neverwinter? No, no, no. no. Neverwinter Nights, though, is similar in terms of gameplay here too. It's right. it's very much like those old games. Um the combat is turn-based now. So, oh, oh, I love that. You kidding me? I me love too. that. I, Big fan. We we played some more turn-based games this weekend, so that's good. Yeah, that's good. So <laughs> you get into a fight. You have a lot of dialogue. Uh, the you, t- you challenge the dude to a fight or whatever, and then you square off with your different party members. I have three currently, and they have you know I'm loaded up with abilities. I have a wizard, a cleric. And a, I forget what he is, another wizard. So maybe. a cleric, isn't that the, uh, wasn't that what Ralph Mouth played in uh, Dungeons and Dragons from the 80s? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, totally. And it's a healer right, here. Right. It's also an offensive melee fighter. Like it's these, these classes feel like straight up D&D characters. Like right, right. that's why I'm making all these comparisons to Baldur's Gate and Neverwinter. Cause they're both those, both those games were, you know, those are D&D campaigns. And there's dice being rolled in the background. You don't see it, but that's how, you know, you're determining whether you hit or miss or whatever, how much you crit for them and so on. Um, The combat is great. Very well paced. I like it. These action points you spend make a lot of sense. Uh, It's just that stuff's really well done. But what has happened here is it has presented me with a very thick, like hardcore RPG. That's right. not not easy. There's a lot to take in. There's a ton of story. And if you're not used to that, well, it, you know, if you've been rolling in Diablo and just hucking yeah. spells left and right, it can be a little disorienting to go back to this kind of older school way of playing an RPG. Yeah, they, they boast 180 spells and skills. I'm like, oops, 180. <laughs> yeah, it's a beast. I doubt you'd ever use them all. I mean, obviously, you're going to pick what fits your, you know, your style yeah. or whatever, and you're going to apply your points and and all of that. But uh, it's very well done. Like I'm kind of blown away how big and and thick it is. Uh, as compared to the you know <laughs> typical com. I you know I would say that this is you know certainly is bigger bigger than the Baldur's Gate games, but but I mean it rivals Skyrim in terms of total content. 
the right, town, right. the town itself. I spent I don't know how many hours just getting around there, figuring out who's who, where do I got to go, what do I got to talk to, what's this place? Okay, sweet, I can talk to animals. How do I do that? Like, <laughs> it's weird. You can talk to these animals, talk to right. cats and stuff. Um, it's really cool and it's really pretty. And the dungeons are really cool, and you loot everything. I mean, there's just baskets right. and boxes and stuff everywhere. There's it's great getting good reviews. Yeah, man. it really is. It's people are liking it. Uh, tactically, it's pretty neat because, like, if there's a, a bunch of dudes who are, uh, you know, going to kill me, one of my powers is to throw a barrel of oil, or sometimes I can find oil barrels around us. I can grab it and chuck it, and then set that oil on fire and give an AOE effect burn to everybody in that in that mess. The problem is I can be hit with it too, so I got to be careful. Oh, so can you like like uh, throw it back at you there or something? Well, or I won't throw it back. It's just you don't want to be in the area that it explodes, or oh, or you might you might right. blow something up that lets out some like noxious gas. Uh, Somebody going, Gurp, get out of the fire. Yeah, Gurp, basically, get out of the fire. basically. <laughs> get out of the fire. And if you're out of action points, you can't go anywhere. You know, you got to sit there and take oh, it. Oh, that's true. It's turn based. Yeah, that's a good point. So, a lot of tactical smarty pants stuff going on there too, which smarty I total, I totally dig on that. If I had one complaint, it's not really a problem with the game. It's more a problem with me and my mindset. Um, it's it's there are a lot. There's a lot of threads, a lot of story to go through, and a lot right. of sort of dialogue trees of deciding whether you're going to be mad at that guy or happy with that guy. You can even set up a scenario where you and your party members disagree right. uh, in this, in the campaign and you can do, and you literally do rock, paper, scissors to determine whose decision gets made. And I mean that for real. You, you click, there's three icons come up. One's a rock, one's paper, one's scissors. You choose the one that you, uh, what do you always, what's your, what's your go-to? I'm usually rock, but I'll, it's all, it's so random. You gotta, Lizard. you gotta choose around, you know? Right. Um, so, <laughs> So I uh I keep doing that and that's that's actually a really fun little mini game. I haven't had to do it maybe twice as all of it. Um you know, it's it's I don't know how else to explain it. It's I think it's really really good and I need to settle into the mindset I had when I played Baldur's Gate in 1998 and realize that this is turn-based. It is tactical. You need to take the time it needs to listen to what the guard told you, not just go, "All right, skip dialogue, bip, 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 like wow or whatever." In this case, it doesn't work like that. It is like, you know, you need to know. It's more like Mass Effect, you know? Right, right. You're like, I need to know what he said because it's important for my quest to know what he said so I know what direction to go because it's not just going to give it to me on a platter here. So I need to really pay attention and I need to make sure to loot that thing because if I don't, I'm going to need that later. So there's a lot of that stuff going on. It's very much an homage to that era, and I think a lot of gamers really want that. So this, none of these are negatives. It's just a switch in my own brain. Right. I tried playing Baldur's Gate again, the yeah. enhanced edition. Yeah. I picked it up and yeah, not so I enhanced. Huh? I couldn't get, I couldn't get very far. Did you? What what held you back? Do you think? Just curious, what you thought was the the hold up? Because I had the same problem. I did the same thing with Baldur's Gate. Was, again. It, the, was it the soldiers? Um, no, just the graphics, and yeah. I just um uh, just yeah. I'd like to think that I can play you know older school games, but then. Some games just don't connect with me as much. Yeah, as- like if you pick up Mario or something, you're like, ah, oh, this feels great. I'm right back in because you that aesthetic kind of holds up. But old Baldur's Gate, as fun as it was the day I played it and as awesome as it looked then, it looks like garbage now. Yeah. So if that's your major hangup as it was for me with the enhanced editions, this game's like those games gameplay-wise and like story and richness and character development and all that, yeah. but with a really, really pretty engine. It um, is attractive it's looking. It's very you, good looking, yeah. Did you get the uh, digital collector's edition? No, did you I get, didn't do that. I never do that. 
Not bad. Thirty nine ninety nine for the on Steam. That's mm-hmm. that's the only place they have it right now. Yeah, right? that's what I paid. Right. That's what I got it for. Not bad. It's funny. Not bad. One of the the day I bought it, like an hour or two after I paid for it, some uh, somebody on their team, uh, somebody I don't know who it was actually may not have been on the team, but they tweeted me and said, "Hey, you want a review copy?" I'm like, "Oh shite!" I want a review copy. Well, I'll talk to him, but um, he'll get you a demo copy. Yeah, we'll get you a demo. Give me two hours worth of gameplay. You got that someplace? And they'll say, "Nope." And I'll say, "All right." Uh, anyway, it's cool. Now, uh, just a little history on this thing. It was kickstarted uh, originally, so right, right. That was the original sin. <laughs> Uh, they kickstarted it, so people got a lot of very early access to alpha and beta, and then they did early access on Steam uh, later on, and then that was in that state for probably, I don't know, three months or something, and then this is the actual release. So if you buy it now, you're getting the finished game. And thus far, they've done a patch, and they seem very interested in staying on top of it. It has Steamworks integration, so full modding capability, so very much Neverwinter Nights kind of, um, right. you know, make your own campaigns and build Love your own worlds and stuff, yeah. It's all very exciting. I'm 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 stoked for the longevity of that, and it uh, supports online co-op. Haven't tried it yet, but because there's a lot of so Nicole, you like that um, the Laura Croft game? What was that called? Guardian of Light. Oh Where yeah, Temple. You, yeah, or was it? The Guardian is it Guardian of Light? Of Light? Yeah. I thought it was. Anyway, I think it's you, Guardian of Light. It's the top down, right? You, you work with that yeah, spear yeah. dude, and you have to game. co-op a lot of puzzles, right? Remember all that? Yeah. This game features tons of that. And it can be done in single player, just like Guardian of Light could. But the co-op versions of a lot of these puzzles and stuff look like they would be a total ball. Like totally fun to just like figure out a creative way to kill a group of dudes or to get through a room where you got to stand on pressure plates or something like that. And both of you have to be on the same time. And a lot of that stuff, just like in Guardians, is there. Um, that's maybe what's so surprising to me is it's got this old school feel, but there's a lot of layers of things that remind me of some of these other games and they've they've done it in a way that feels pretty seamless and and not tacked on so yeah um bottom line for me I, i'm impressed as hell i think this is a good game and i feel like and it's also funny they're not taking themselves too seriously there are moments of oh you convinced me now real goofiness you know <laughs> right there so uh worth it totally worth it people should check it out i also played cubert rebooted so did I you, saw you i saw that you played this and i thought well if Scott bought it for four forty nine, I will purchase it for four forty nine. Yeah. Now I hate Scott. Yeah, you should. Ahead, Scott, <laughs> tell, us, tell us all about it. Should probably hate me a little bit. Well, let's talk about it together. So this game is a you know like often happens. You take a classic game and reboot it or re enhance it or whatever. Right. Right. And uh, they've called it Cubert Rebooted. Mm-hmm. There are technically two games included. One is classic, straight up, you know, arcade Cubert from back in the day. Right, right. And it's all there, and it seems pretty uh, accurate. I, the emulation seems fine. It's a little bit, yeah, it's a little bit small on the screen, uh, but it's, it's not bad. Yeah, they show the like the arcade art around it like you would on the real screen and stuff. Right. It's fine. I really have a full screen. Yeah. No, who's calling me? Oh, that's Roger. Should we add, Should we add Roger to the call? When I say Roger, I mean Ralph. Ralph, what's going on? Ralphie boy? No Ralph? guess Ralph's not there. You guys hear me? Can no one hear me? Hold on. I I don't know what happened there. (laughs) You put us us on hold. Who knows? I apologize. He may call back. I don't know. But he wouldn't answer even then, so I don't know what Ralph's doing. Who who was it? Ralph. 
Oh, Ralph. I love that guy. Yeah, Ralph's great. He was a nerdtacular yeah. as well. Yeah. I'm like, who the heck is Roger? He's driving <laughs> He's driving like crazy, too, right now. I think he's trying to get home. Yeah. Because tomorrow night he's on, uh, wait, Friday night he's on Current Geek, which will be good. Anyway, point being what? My point is, oh, yeah, Qbert. So we got the old version in there, and then you got this rebooted version, which is this kind of moderned up, but very tablet looking, didn't you think, Brian? Oh, Yes, yeah, so yeah. Ta- tablety as hell. Looks like they just said, "No, we should do. We should reboot Qbert, but not spend any money whatsoever." <laughs> yeah, it's real rudimentary, and it's fine. I mean, the, the, look, I, I played fine. it. I did video of it. It's up on Frog Pants TV. If I, people want to see I it, did, I did too. It's okay. Yeah. It's it's not the worst thing you're going to play, but there really yes, is nothing is. special happening here. It is the worst thing you will play because I'm telling you that because I went back and I played it because I was like, maybe I remember Cubit wrong. And, and but I went back to the classic mode and I'm like, hey, this is this has got charm. This is fun. This is this is difficult. The rebooted version. OK, I didn't have my controller with me when I was playing this. I, I tried controller so, and it sucked. I, I ended up going okay. with mouse because the controller sucked. It was right. bad. I use I use the keyboard. Yeah. The default keyboard mapping has S mapped to both jump up and jump down. So whichever one comes last in the list is the one it does. So immediately I start trying to go down and I start jumping off the back. And I'm like, am I not hitting the right keys? Let me go back and look again. Hmm. Nope. Hmm. Eventually figured out after a little bit of research that S was mapped to both and it was taking the second for some reason. So I went back and I remapped. I just, I didn't use any of that. I used the mouse. I just clicked the, you click the square you want to jump to. And the square you want to jump to, which is, which is where you come with the tablet thing. The point, but that's just the, one of the few little things that's wrong with this game. This game, I don't usually pan games, yeah. but this game is a piece of crap because <laughs> this stupid, Taking your quarters. <laughs> it is so freaking, the pacing is horrible. I mean, the first couple of times you're going, you know, what am I doing? There's nothing attacking me. You know, I'm just, I'm just, you know, just sidestepping all this stuff. You know, for the first like four levels, it doesn't seem like you're doing anything except voiding little plasma balls, not even any snakes, not even any fun stuff like the, like the spinning disc. Man, the original, in the arcade game, you were moving right along. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this one is, is the pace is so slow. I didn't think I was ever going to get to the point where it was going to be any fun. And I didn't. As a result, I quit. Yeah, I, quit I played it. for a while. I got to like level five, uh, think, a little yeah. bit more after the video. It's just, it's just a little throwaway. I mean, it's five bucks. That's a, it's no big deal. Hey, five bucks, five, can, five yeah. bucks, you can get a really good game today. Right? Today. No, I agree. And and there's plenty to buy on a tablet or something where I feel like this thing belonged for like a dollar. But um, I, I'm just saying, I guess it's not great, but I don't think it's terrible. And I also don't think Qbert as a whole holds up that well. I think it's Fine, but the gameplay is not as good as I thought it was when I was a kid, even on the old classic one. On the arcade one? And I've said this for a while. I played the emulated, an an emulated like MAME version not long ago, and I kind of went, oh, Qbert's okay, I guess. You know, it's not great, great. He swears when he dies. That's kind of funny. It's pretty cute. Yeah. I don't know. He's jumping the spinning disc to make the snakes jump off at Nicole, you know what, Nicole? The art, the art for the rebooted version made me think you might like it, kind of. I mean, just the look of it. I don't because mean the gameplay. Because it looks like no. something a two-year-old would draw. No, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> it's all right. You know, Qbert, I have a love-hate um, feeling with that game. Yeah. Because it, in the arcade, it just was a, a coin uh, cog. Yeah. yeah. It just, that's all I wanted. It wanted my money. And it just was a hard <laughs> game to play. It wanted my money. It was, <laughs> exactly. And it was willing was, to take it. That's for sure. That yeah. was 
that was the somewhat, even though you got to admit, I mean, Cuber's pretty simple in his play, but it had this really good balance of being just difficult enough that you felt like, well, maybe if I do one more uh, thing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, okay, when you have to start getting down to the point where you're jumping back over onto the same uh, boxes and changing the colors back and forth and our snakes are jumping down and changing the colors, it gets pretty complicated and it's a pretty cool little puzzle game. Yeah, it can be. Um, I would just say put your money, put your five bucks to a good game yeah, like Wolf right. Among Us, which is on sale right now, 50% yeah. off. Now, do you, do you 40% say, the Wolf Among Us. Do you us. say Wolf or Woof? Which way do you wolf. go? I probably say Wolf. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just something I say. I, I like don't know. it. I don't is think it it's a, mur- a problem. No, is listen. It a Missouri thing? Your, your strange mispronunciations <laughs> were like the highlight of Nerdtacular. <laughs> they were getting used everywhere. I don't know why. I, I didn't either. Why. I didn't plan any of that. That was a hoot. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so that's Qbert. And then I went back and played a game I already owned, um, but I got I got a hankering for it because I'm looking so much forward to uh, the uh, Civ, Beyond uh, Earth Civ game that's coming out yeah. this fall. I cannot freaking wait for that. Um, and I wanted something a little less intense than straight up Civ right now. I mean, I love Civilization, but I just I felt like I wanted something I can get into quick and just goof around. And and I forgot and remember then remembered that I have a game called Warlock, Master of the Arcane. On Steam, mm. and I really like this game, and I have since it came out. Um, there were some major bugs when it first launched, but later it got fine, and now it's totally fine. Uh, I want to say it was released in 2012, maybe. Uh, imagine, you know, it's not like Days of Wonder, similar to this as well, but it's basically a it's Civ with uh, all, not all, but mostly um, fantasy elements. So. You pick your race and you you make crazy stuff like orcs to fight or, you know, a pack of wolves or magic fairies or whatever are part of your army. It's much more army based. So you're you're doing that more than you're working on your economy and things like that. But you still do that. You establish new cities. You try to control the money. There's turn, you know, it's all turn based like Civ. It's just you look at it and go, oh, it's almost like a Civ mod because it's very similar. It is very similar. I played the demo, and I mean, I literally played like maybe 20 minutes. Loads of fun. I really like it. So right. it's worth it because it's super cheap, and I think it is anyway. I think it's under 15 bucks now. It's really cheap. Uh, it's a little older, but it's it still looks nice and plays really well, and you can really get into some fun, quick games without spending you know 15 days on it and dominate the map and just kill everybody in your wake, and there's a lot of really unique races and, and abilities to fight. Taking over cities is super uh, satisfying. It's just right. a little bit more. It's like arcade. It's like arcade Civ is what it is. Right. I and felt entirely I like, over my head as soon as I started playing. I'm like, wow, this is. Oh man, it's, it's nothing even close. I mean, like over your head should be how you feel with like. Well, Days of Wonder is pretty intense, but like, I wouldn't say like over mentally over my head. I mean, I feel like I was I was uh, like the the game was moving faster than I could. Then I was really ready for because I was thinking Civ, you know, I'm like reading stuff. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, you still do a lot of that. I mean, it's still turn based, so it's not going to do anything yeah. until you end your turn. But right, but um, yeah, but it's, that was it's pretty aggressive. Playing. Yeah, it's right. an aggressive game. You're no question. There's stuff coming at you pretty quick. Right, and I recommend it. I think it's great. That's uh, Warlock Master of the Arcane on the PC. Brian played Sweet. Risk of Rain. What Brian, the what the hell? Oh, Brian, it's a little uh, uh, roguelike deal. I forgot about that. Right, a little roguelike deal, and it, it kind of looks like the. It looks like Terraria. Terraria is what it looked like at first. As soon as I started playing, I'm like, hey, this is looking nothing like I thought it was going to look like. It looks like Terraria. It's, it's uh, and and I and sort of, but you're little tiny dudes, right? 
your little tiny dudes like in Terraria, like that's that's what I mean. Graphically, it looks like that. You're not you're not building stuff and all that other stuff like that. But you're well, I don't know. I didn't make it very far because apparently I spent I spent uh, ten minutes playing and then like forty five minutes uh, trying to figure out why my sound wouldn't work because apparently there's a huge issue with that and you have to like uninstall. All of the all the runtime libraries and uninstall the game and reinstall it and eventually I just said forget it. That doesn't seem good. So I was like, I don't. But there's a lot of people complaining about it. Huh. Uh, so it looks like a fun game, and I'll know one day when I get the nerve <laughs> up to try again. With it's the pretty audio. good. It's not. I did not like it as much as say Rogue Legacy or uh, Spelunky or any of those other games that were kind of out right. around the same time or hitting big. I. It didn't quite do it for me the way those did, but it's pretty good. It's a little more it's hardcore, a little harder. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's like the arcade thing once again because you're you're jumping right in, you're shooting yeah. right away, and you're going. Yeah, it's a true roguelike in the true true truest sense, which is they're hard as hell and they're kind of supposed to be. Right. Um, Can I say one more bad thing about Cubert? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Rebooted, yeah, yeah. Give Cubert um, one more poke in the <laughs> poke in the penis face or whatever that thing is. Right. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah. So the Cubert thing. Also has the ability to purchase other characters, and at first I thought it was like maybe they were thinking about doing an in-game kind of thing at some point, like you know in-game purchases because you 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 collect gems as you go along uh, for purchasing characters, which the characters were just different Cuberts, like you know Nurse Cubert, uh, you know Fireman Cubert. I don't; these aren't really ones, but it was it was, it was crap like that. You know what I mean? All oh, right, yeah. And it was, uh, and but you had to you had to earn so many of the gems so you could so you could purchase. Oh, it. that's what those gems are for. That's what the gems are for. Oh, see, I'm and, so uh, dumb in that video. I didn't actually look and check. I just thought oh, I don't know what these gems are for, but here they are. And that's what I think that's what really made me realize how how unfinished this game was, and they just kind of like threw it out. And it was like almost like an it's like probably somebody had a good idea, and they said, well, "What do you want to do?" We're way behind. What are we gonna do? We, just make something. Yeah. Just eat. Just et that thing all up. And uh, ship it out the door. That's also just a weird pick for a redo. I think you know of all the was, arcade games actually, you want to revive. I was actually pretty. I was pretty excited about Cubert because I was thinking this is a good time to reboot Cubert. And I'm actually was in a really big uh, nostalgia mode uh, last couple of days. And not only to pick up this stupid Cubert rebooter, <laughs> I also picked up uh, not not too long ago. I picked up the uh, Pac Man and the Ghostly Hoo Ha. You know what I'm talking about? The, uh, um, <laughs> the Ghostly yeah. Hoo Ha. Yeah. Wow. Wait, you know, I'm trying to remember. What was there was a Pac-Man reboot? Yeah, it was a it was a Pac-Man game. Well, actually, there's a new Pac-Man cartoon out that's on Disney XD, and it's a video game based on that. It's Pac-Man and the Ghostly Adventures, hmm. and you know, it was kind of looked like a like a platformer, like a you know, kind of a Mario 3D kind of thing or yeah. Sonic 3D kind of thing. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm I'm about ready for that on my PC. I can I can I can see that. <clears throat> so that's what I did. So I was like, okay, I picked it up. Put it back. Didn't load it because it was like I looked and it's like three gigs. And I'm like three gigs for Pac-Man, three really? Three gigs. Okay. Jeez, that's crazy. And I was like for reals. Yeah. So that's what I did. So oh, by the way, Game Center just uh, challenged me. D and D Lords of Water Deep challenge from Chris Pruitt. Great. Okay. Anyway, I downloaded that too. Well, I was a nerdtacular. Okay, I back. Think Chris to- Pruitt was there. I think he was too. Pac-Man yeah. and the Ghostly Adventures. So I'm playing that game and it's all right. You know, it's kind of, he's kind of the characters are. It's kind of like watching a Saturday morning cartoon. You remember when they had that Pac-Man uh, crap that I do. came on? I do. The 80s? Yeah, <laughs> I do. Nicole asks because she knows. She I remembers. Do. I do. I liked it's, it. Right. I haven't. I haven't actually seen. I've seen advertisements for the for the new one on Disney XD, but I haven't actually watched it. But you remember how cartoons had that for a while? They had that little attitude, like the Sonic cartoon. Here's the here's the intro. 
ghost voices that I remember. Pac-Man. That's me. That's me. Pac-Man. 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 Yeah. Stupid. All right. Anyway. Ron, poor yeah. Nicole. Yeah. All right. So, okay. So, the, so Why our, me? Pac, our little Pac-Man's got a little <laughs> bit of attitude. Okay. But he starts out in this city, and the, and, and the whole time you're seeing these shadows, it's actually a really good, it's actually a pretty good-looking game. Mm. Uh, you're, you're, you know, you're starting up, and you're like, what are those little shadows on the ground? What, there's a bunch of shadows going over top of me. Um, like, and, and you look up, and there's a whole, there's this ghost. There's this ghost as far as this, the eyes can see. Now these aren't really like you know the the Pinky Blinky and all those guys. They, they don't quite look like that. They're a little bit different. Oh, this looks okay. So, I'm looking at some screens here. And it's I played the video. If you look in, if you click in the in there uh, on the underneath uh, my name. Anyway, <laughs> in the Skype or where? Say, oh, no, the in the show. It's in the show notes. If you look in the show notes. Oh, in the show notes. I see. The show notes. Oh yeah, I, I see put, what you did there. Underneath okay. that, I put I put a link to the thing that I was doing. So anyway, back to the game. So this is you uh, playing here. Oh, this is you playing? This is you playing? Yeah, this is playing. Here, I'll turn this down. Sorry, keep talking. Oh, that's perfect. All right, uh, so, so okay, so you're, you get in there, and you <laughs> and you got your little pills you gotta, you got to collect, but they're more like coins. You don't have to collect every one of them like you would in an old Pac-Man game, uh, but you're going against, going against ghosts, and you have a couple of powers. One power is to, uh, like, make a scary face, and it can, it can scare the ghost off a little bit. And you also have this chomping ability, so you can chomp and go ow. So, and then that's how you get the ghost. So you're going along, everything is okay, and it's all right. It's an okay game. I love how you're explaining Pac-Man to us. Yeah, I right. love it. <laughs> it's now, how does Pac-Man work again? How does Pac-Man? Is different. Is different than the, the classic thing. Okay, so, okay. Because you got you got Futurama tubes. Oh, look every at this! You, this is great. Every time you go between little fields, it. Every time you go between one level to the next, you get on this little Futurama tube. So, as the ghost, you need to avoid Pac-Man, right? Or yes. not avoid him, but avoid him when Watch. he eats a power pellet. You're actually watching the multiplayer, which is the part we get to next. The multiplayer part is the true gem of this game. That's the part you want. The multiplayer part, you get to choose. Uh, it's split screens. There's four. There's four. Uh, four screens to play with. Yeah. And uh, you're, you can pick a ghost, and you can, like I said, you can play up to local four players. Um, and what you're doing is you're trying to, there's a mini map in the middle and the mini map looks like, uh, the original Pac-Man screen. Mm. And then you're trying to, uh, navigate the maze without getting, uh, eaten by Pac-Man, but you're trying to catch Pac-Man at the same time, of course, just like if you were playing Pac-Man, Nicole, except you're the ghost. All right. You're playing the ghost. Got it. But you don't know where Pac-Man is until he eats a power pill. So you you're running around willy nilly going where is he I don't know where he's at I don't know and all of a sudden it goes and then you have to start running because you turn blue well right so yeah. but that doesn't help you know where he is then does it I well mean, actually it does once once he's the power pill then he becomes visible in the maze so you have to time it just right you don't want to arrive too soon because if you arrive too soon he's going to eat you he'll eat you right your eyes will go back to the ho- the thing so uh, so what you do is you have to kind of like skirt around a little bit and then you can chase him and kill him. In the meantime, he has some jerky little friends who are like shooting goo at you and stuff. I don't know what those characters are for. Yeah, what I the heck, man? They're not I my Pac-Man that, game. That's not my Pac-Man game. No. But I'm going to say I'm going to recommend this game highly because I enjoyed the poo out of it. <laughs> the, the hoo-ha. The hoo-ha out of it. Great. The hoo-ha out of this game. It's nice. been a lot of fun. 
So what's this note here about you winning your first Clash of Clans war by one point? What happened there? Yes. So, you know, we got a, a, a final score Clash of Clans clan yeah. on on the Clash of Clans, of course. And they can't, Where can they find information about that? They cannot. You cannot find any information about that. Okay. You have to go to your Clash of Clans and look up the final score under the clans. Once you build okay. your clan hut so that you can join a clan, you can do that. Only problem is it's only 50 spaces, and that is filled up. Oh, uh, but don't worry if if you come and ask nicely, someone will leave the group. And uh, as it has been so far, a uh, great group of people. But we finally got to play a war. And, and it's a little bit different when you play war because everybody has to donate troops. And then you go and fight against another clan. And we won. Uh, we won the war by one measly point. It was back and forth. It was the closest game. Super stressful. That's crazy. But, it is, but now we're uh, we we are in a uh, rest period, and we are letting uh, we're letting some of the higher ups do build their dragons and things because it takes like two days to uh, to 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 build a to, dragon. Yeah, to build the dragon. To build the dragon. How, how to train your dragon in two days? To, it, it takes two days to do to make one. So we really depend on those upper those upper echelon guys. We depend on yeah. those guys. So no, that's cool. Sounds uh, like a, a game that I'm kind of playing. Well, let's, well you know, that's a great segue right into Nicole, what... Nicole, what are you playing? What are you doing? I, well, I started playing This Means War yeah. on yes. iOS. Yeah. And that's it sounds very similar to Clash of Clans, but it's all military-based instead of fantasy-based. Means right, War. Right. I'm going to look This Means up. War. Buy Supercell as well because they, they have some... They got Boom Beach and they have this. And uh, I saw the advertisement for that and I'm not sure if I... Well, Terpster invited me to This Means War because he gets like points for people that sign up so i'm like oh, i'll give it a shot because i'm yeah. kind of getting tired of the tapping games you got me scott i'm t- after a year and a half i'm finally finally done, done. <laughs> right, right. simpsons can tap themselves out <laughs> so i started playing it it's a it's a neat little game where you're gathering resources and building your base and attacking so you can attack other players um and then they have a campaign that you go through so i'm i'm trying to level my guys up so i'm still a recruit so i haven't had the ability to join a group yet so i need to build up my my base but well, it's a fun little game it says free. a lot of the reviews are saying the base building and the kind of uh you know resource collection and all that stuff is very clash of clans so if you're used to mm-hmm. that already you'll you'd fit right in but that the big advantage here or the big fun thing here is that the attack style like the kind of way you attack yeah. is really really cool and visceral and there's and, there's yeah. three modes. So when you go into attack, you you can go into the campaign. Yeah. You can do a friends challenge, or you can do multiplayer match, which sounds like what you were with the wars, yeah. Brian, that you were doing. Yeah. So. Right, right. The war. <laughs> the war. So how is the resource man? The part that cl- of Clash of Clans that puts me off is all that kind of base management stuff. I don't really get into that as much. Is there is right. that real heavy here? Heavy handed? Um, not really. I mean, I, I'm collecting supplies so these blue uh supplies are dropping down yeah. and you can collect them it kind of reminds me a little bit of of starcraft oh wow. but the mm, way because yeah. because as you're collecting them you're collecting these red gems yeah. so you're mining for red gems mm-hmm. and then you have a storage facility that you're storing all that um in same way and the blue supplies are dropping from the sky in this parachute and it's just kind of doing its thing i don't really have to manage it except for I'll go in and click on it to put it into my supply area. Is there right. ever just like straight up like StarCraft style real time strategy happening or is it uh, behind the scenes? Like how do you, um, what's the battle like? So as I attack, um, it's top down and, and as I, there's a, a line, a green line that you can 
you're pushing your line forward yeah. and you can drop your guys in onto that line and you can strategically place like tanks on the left side. So depending on how the opposite, the opponent has structured their base, you may want to be heavier on tanks on the left side, more um, uh, kind of grunt soldiers on the left. So there is a strategy to it. Mm. And, and who you're picking and producing. And just like with StarCraft, you have to, you know, produce your guys. Yeah. And that's kind of the same way. You might like it. Right. It's a fun little Sounds free interesting. game. It looks pretty yeah. and reviews are hot. So yeah. uh, why not? Maybe I'll give it a shot. Kind of StarCraft light. I'll give it a shot. Do, I, do you get points if I join? And Yeah, okay. I, I'll invite you. Because screw Terpster, man. Forget that guy. <laughs> yeah, who needs that guy? Yeah. Points. Yeah. It's, not giving it's him a fun little effect. game. Okay, nice. Yeah, this means war. Uh, uh, what else you got over there? You got your, well, you, you beat Wolf Among Us, which you mentioned. Is it, yeah, is well, it, what'd you think of the no, whole thing? Loved it? So the final chapter came out yesterday and I finished it like in one setting. Yeah. It was done. It was really awesome. In fact, the, when the ending happened, I was like, wait, what happened? And then I, I had to go online and try to and understand what, what had really happened. Mm. So, um, there's some ambiguity at the end. I really, just a really cool story. Loved it. Um, highly, it's, highly recommend it. Yeah. Telltale game, right? So yeah. it's kind of like yes. yeah. that whole Telltale stuff. Yeah. Well, sure. And, but it's, I, you know, everybody who, I haven't beat the whole thing yet. I'm pretty early in it. But everybody I talked to was like, yeah, this, this is the Telltale game to beat. This is the one. It's really, really Is awesome. it better than the Jurassic Park one? Uh, yes. Everything's better than the <laughs> Jurassic Park one. That thing was terrible. Yeah. Can remember that Jurassic Park nightmare came out right before The Walking Dead series and that was really good and everybody went oh okay well now we know they're capable of something rad and then this came out and a lot of people weren't familiar with the comic were like what are we doing and then if you discovered it you were like blown away and now everyone really thinks very highly of this one so yeah that's good that's good yeah the 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 series fables comic is the comic book series is amazing too and you don't need to have read that in order to play this but you will want to read it you'll want to it's good yeah after that's fantastic series also, so, you picked up South Park Stick of Truth. I did during the Steam sale. I, I picked up that. It. Damn it! How much was it? Um, it was thirty three percent off. Damn it! And this when is gonna, this why, is why is that thing still hanging around so hard? Because it, it's a good game and it's new. Yeah, it's I was new. waiting for it to go lower. It came out but this year on the dude. last day. It was thirty three percent off, and I'm like, well, that's it, as low as it's it gonna came, go. It Might as well out, pick it up. It came out in March. That's pretty new. Yeah. For, for PC, but it's been out before then, right? No, no. For the console. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. no consoles, no. in fact, don't have a version of this game. Yeah. It only exists on the PC. It came out. Well, was there something last so, year that came out? No, no. not for South Park. No. Nope. Mm. This okay. game had been delayed, if that's what you mean. But it, Maybe that's what But I'm the launch of. was in March, and everyone loved it. And I was like, I want to play it, but I don't want to pay 60 for it. Yeah. And then I missed the sale. I think Damn I it. keep... 40 for it probably more yeah. i think that's how much i can't remember i would have paid, would have paid 39 bucks that's totally yeah. worth i would have paid up to 1995 yeah it's so wrong and there's some scenes i was like oh i wasn't expecting that yeah yeah like full very frontal true very true to the show right like um yeah. maybe well, even I, do they have full frontal nudity on occasionally the show? like a little cartoon wiener or something yeah cartoon wiener it's it's usually I mean, your they, can, they can full on drop the F's in this, though, which they can't do in oh, the yeah. show. They have to yeah, they, they go all out. It's and then oh, <laughs> you get <laughs> so bad. But one of the things that your character My does close your ears. <laughs> is they you go into the bathroom and you take a crap. Yeah. 
and then you collect the poop. Yeah. And then you, you know, throw like it. you do, like you do. Yeah. <laughs> and then you throw it at your em- enemies to gross them out. Wow. And that's like a buff. <laughs> right. Right. Well, it would be, wouldn't and it? It's all turn turn based. So I'm like, this is so weird. It's like Final Fantasy meets just everything. <laughs> yeah. Just wrong. It's very <laughs> the, the battle system is very Final yeah, Fantasy. The world itself is very almost Skyrim because you can like pick up everything and yeah, yeah. inspect well, everything and open everything. It's crazy. Well, not everything. Most things. Only, a lot of things. You, only you the can't to the so, poo. <laughs> as long as the doors or the drawers have a gold like knob on them, you yeah. can open them. Oh, okay. So not everything can be open. Oh, nah. But it's very clear when when you when you can't open it and you're collecting friends on Facebook yeah, and that's how you get your levels. So the oh, more, no. friends you you have, the more skills you get. Wow. And can I expect Facebook spam from you soon? <laughs> oh no, no, you don't connect to real Facebook. Okay. It's good. Facebook in the game. Yeah. It's like a fake Facebook okay. thing yeah. in, the, in the game. Yeah, so I've heard just, so, you know, if you're a South Park fan, it's totally where I uh, missed it I'm, on the sale. I'm somewhere in, I, I stopped watching South Park a long, long time ago. Kind of the same time I stopped watching Simpsons. Yeah. But I still love, I love that, that. that world. I love the characters. Sure. So it's kind of neat to go into these worlds, um, even though I, I'm not really watching the shows anymore. But yeah. it's it's a funny game. Yeah. <laughs> it's I wrong, never quit. Funny. I still love those shows. You know what yeah. we need? We need an adventure game based on, or an RPG based on Bob's Burgers. I would play the hell out of that. <gasps> oh my that would gosh. be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that town is already rich enough to have all it. the stuff you want to have and... You could be Gene. I don't Probably know. Probably four years from now we'll get it. Be that amazing. Archer. Yeah. That makes a really interesting topic for games because it's interesting to think of these these uh, properties could go on and create their own stories in a, in a much better way they had than they have in the past because oh, they're yeah. actually pretty good. Even the Family Guy was not is is pretty decent. I mean, yeah, I I play. I'm still playing yeah. that. Here's what I would do. I would play a Futurama game that played like so let's not make it an Good rpg news, everybody. i would make it a freelancer do you ever play star as a freelancer yeah, yeah. whatever yeah, it was a space uh that space yeah, sort a, of smuggler game it was an amazing yeah, game of, yeah. a lot of mods for that game that yeah. game was a hell of an awesome game um yeah. i would play a futurama game based on freelancer i would totally do that because you're you know making deliveries in space and you're smuggling stuff and you have all kinds of cool story and missions and they should totally do that they would, should a mod, if nothing else. Yeah, I'd play. Matter of fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna look up right now to see if there's a Futurama so, mod. I bet you someone's well, got one. Is there a Futurama game? Because uh, Tundra Grossa is saying there was a game. The, was there? I don't think there was. Oh, that is cracky smoking. Yeah, there's a there. I see GTA uh, Vice City mods, and I see um, several hmm. other things. Some Minecraft mods, of course. I'm not. I am not familiar I'm not 100%, with. Yeah, yeah. Well, Scott, if you like South Park, you'll love this game. I probably uh, will. I meant to get it at launch, and again, I just there was something about that price tag. It just made me go. That's yeah. It was a future video game, Uh, 3D platform game. Came out for the PlayStation Two. Maybe the reason why you don't remember. Look at that. What was it called? What was it called? Futurama. Futurama colon. This isn't going to be as good as it could be because we don't know. (laughs) Pretty much. This, this This probably came out the first year Futurama was even out. At least date 2003. Well, that would have, it came out in 99, so it would have been, that's like three or four years ago. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. Drama, Vivendi Universal, and Fox Interactive. Uh, let's see what the reception was like. Game scored 
And 59 on the original Xbox. Blah, blah, blah. Eh, fair to middling. Guess what we're playing next week for old school? Futurama <laughs> on the PS2. Maxim said, uh, score 6 out of 10. Said, it's too bad the clunky controls and eh gameplay uh, stay forever buried in a time lock of dull sloppiness. Wow, never mind. Did they really say eh? They did. They wrote So the this word, is the eh. time before meh. Yeah, you, you guys <laughs> were. You guys nailed it. They, they tried. But, yeah, they didn't quite right. nail it. Um, anyway, that's interesting. The game begins with P- P- Professor Farnsworth wearing a sombrero. All right, that's all I had to hear. Uh, we'll see. Maybe something else will come out of those guys. I doubt it. With the show being canceled again, but that'd be amazing. Um, all right, so yeah. you also got Towerfall Ascension. That game is amazing. I bought it when it cost money. Yeah, it's free right now. If you're a PlayStation Plus member and have a PS4, you can download it for free. I have said, and I will reiterate it now, <laughs> that I have never had more f- uh, couch competition fun with a video game and i played a lot of golden eye a lot of freaking mario kart a lot of a billion games in my past none of them have stood up to towerfall ascension when it comes to playing against other people i've had more fun with that than any other competitive multiplayer couch game in my life and i'm not being hyperbole about that I, I knew you enjoyed it and that's why i wanted to make sure people you and mark need to you and mark need to get yeah. going and and you'll kill each other. We have no excuse now, right? Oh my gosh, you'll never have so much laugh and fun and pissed and all the great things about video games. It's just great. That game is great. We're good. Did you say piss? Piss. Yeah, That's you guys need to share your right. piss. <laughs> you Look here, bring, bring a couple of cups and you'll be all set. <laughs> two, one oh, couple, this, two cups. All right. This uh, oh, this terrible. has taken a turn for the worst. It really has. So let's move on. Uh, what's going on with this 2K video game, Bioshock Infinite money deal, yeah, Humble Bundle thing? What's I just, going on? I just wanted to mention to everybody, if you have not played Bioshock Infinite, if you've not played XCOM, you can uh, get that those two games plus a ton of other games, both Bioshocks, uh, in the Humble Bundle right now for 20 bucks. Wow, that's cheap. That's, isn't that cheap? Yeah, if, you, if you haven't played it, that's ridiculous. So the Bureau, Darkness 2, XCOM, Enemy Unknown, Bioshock Infinite, Mafia 2. Is it Um, Darkness? Excuse me, Darkness 1 or 2? 2. Okay, Darkness 2 is a really good game. It is. And I I enjoyed Mafia 2. Yeah, Mafia 2 was also good. I liked it. I just hate that I have all these. Why is it doing that? Hold on. Hey, Dan, can you hear me? That's really weird. Hello, hello. Yes. Let's see if this actually ends, Dan. Something's broken in Skype. That must be why it's right. not working. The video. <laughs> You're answering. Danny, did, there? I put Nic- did I put Nicole on hold again? No, it wasn't you. This thing's <laughs> janky. All right, here we nobody go. Puts, nobody puts Nicole in the corner. No one ever puts Nicole in the corner. Uh, that music is uh, an indication that Dan Patrice is here with us. He was just with us at Nerdtacular, ran a bunch of game stuff at the game room, which turned out really fun. I'm glad that all worked out. I wish I'd have been able to spend more time in there. I really wanted Man. to. So it was fun. all so much fun. I didn't get a chance to play with you, but uh, I did get some fun with Dunaway. We played some Vegas and uh, nice. yeah, Nicole. So I, I had a great time. It good, good. Well, I, everybody spoke incredibly highly of Dan's uh, prowess in that room, and uh, that's that's awesome. I've seen your I've seen your collection now, and it freaked me out. It's amazing. <laughs> that photo you know, is frightening. If I, I had a nickel for every time I heard that, yeah, no doubt. Uh, I thought there was going to be a lot more prostitutes in uh, in the Vegas game, but not so much. <laughs> Brian had his hopes dashed for prostitution. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dan comes on the show every week uh, when we have a show, and we talk about what is the latest and the coolest and the, and the neatest thing he's seen in tabletop gaming lately, and today is no different. Dan, what do you got? Well, I was going to talk some about some social gaming because uh, 
there was a game I taught on the first night of Nerdtacular. Now, everybody loves to play games with people they don't know and large games and things like that. So, uh, you know, Cards Against Humanity is great and all, but it's, you know, th there comes a time after you played a couple of times that there's only so much you can hear, you know, penis, butthole, boobs. Well, well I mean, we always love to hear boobs, but, yeah. you know, Boobies. some of the rest of them. And it's, and it's a little intimidating to people, and it could make them a little uncomfortable. Yeah. So things that I like are things uh, like a game called Bang the Dice Game, okay. which kind of sounds like it should be Cards Against Humanity, but it's actually, it's set in the Old West. Oh, I'm into uh, that. What, what you've got, you've got play up to eight players. And you've got a sheriff, a renegade, an outlaw, and a deputy. And now these, there's cards given everybody with a roll on it. Now, the only person that is face up, everything's private except for the sheriff. Now, the sheriff is face, you know, as soon as you give them all out, the sheriff turns over his roll. And then everybody has a, uh, who they are. There's a person, uh, you know, like uh, Calamity Jane or something like that. It gives you a little power. Right, now, it's right. a dice rolling game. So you're going to roll uh, five dice. Yeah. And you're going to roll them twice. You can roll them up to two times. And it's uh, kind of like a yacht. Like a Yahtzee, that's right. <laughs> and what they have on them, all right, you've got a one and a two, which is basically accounts for shots. Uh, at the end, you, you, take a, you, you shoot either the person one space away from you or two spaces away from you. Mm -hmm. And then you've also got uh, like three bullet holes, which is a Gatlin gun. Now, if any time you, you roll three, three of those uh, at the end of your turn, everybody else takes one damage. Uh, if you roll a... <laughs> you know Sorry. I don't know why <laughs> I, that played. I agree. I don't know what the hell that. happened there. Just keep going. Jeez. Apparently, Lo Wang doesn't like dynamite. No, so. right? Jeez. Lo Wang. <laughs> so if you roll dynamite, you can't re-roll dynamite. And if you roll three of those, uh, you blow yourself up and you take a damage and the turn goes to the next person. You know uh, what you, I'm going to do? I'll be rolling three dynamite every time. Yes. Oh, that's what I do. I have the worst. Dice completely hate me. Uh, uh, and if you roll a beer, you can either drink it yourself and get a life point back or you can give it out to somebody else. How does beer then, restore health? Well, it does for me. Doesn't it make you feel better? Yeah. Right. That's right. Yeah. Every time I get blown up by dynamite, I just grab a quick beer and everything's ooh. Everything's all right. Yeah. And then the last part is uh, is just arrows. Now, if you roll an arrow, you have to take an arrow. There's a stack of about eight arrows in the middle. If you roll an arrow, you have to take one of the arrow things. You can re-roll them, but if you get another arrow, you have to take another one. The yeah. person who rolls and it takes the last arrow, that's when Indians attack, and everybody that has arrows takes damage up to that amount. Oh, sweet. Some nice like genocide racism in there too. That'll be good. <laughs> exactly. I want this so, game, though. Everything you've described sounds like a ball to me. Oh, but what ends up happening, and this is what makes it so much fun, is that everybody's constantly telling the, uh, um, you know, the sheriff that they're the deputy. Now, here's what happens. You have sheriff, outlaws, deputies, and renegade. Uh, the sheriff wins if he el eliminates the outlaws and the renegades. Yeah. The deputy wins if they protect the sheriff and the sheriff stays alive. The outlaws win if they kill the sheriff. And the renegades win if everybody else is dead except for them. What happens if so, you accidentally kill the deputy? Do you have to sing a song? <laughs> you have to run around a table three times and give a beer. I did not shoot the deputy. <laughs> so with the whole time, everyone's trying to convince everybody else that there's something they're not. Yeah, so right, you're, right. you're constantly telling the sheriff, don't shoot me. I'm your deputy. Yeah. So as this is kind of going around a table and people are doing damage to each other, you're trying to, you're trying to jockey. So you're trying to figure out who's the outlaw if you're an outlaw and then try to take out the sheriff without being too obvious so that everybody kills you. This sounds like total... This sound, did you have this at the thing? Like a drinking yeah, well, game. I, I taught it the first like... night, and basically, it pretty much never left the table. There was always a group playing it uh, every time. Um, next week, I'll tell you about another social game that's called uh, The Resistance, which we played. Uh, I got to play it with uh, Ice Swarm and a bunch of other uh, people uh, the last night, which was nice, loud, raucous fun. But yeah, uh, social games are, are just a ton of fun. Yeah, give me the uh, give me the name of this one again, the Western. It's one. called Bang the Dice Game. It's based off of a, a kind of a card game, which is good. But but this is a little bit better because it's quicker uh, and it's just a lot more. You know, rolling dice is just just a ton Bang of fun. The dice right, game. Right.
And it's, I think it's only about, it might be less than 15 bucks. It's real cheap because just a bunch of cards and some dice. And the next one, uh, the one uh, going to talk about next, next week is Resistance. I'm going to do a little yep. homework on that. There's right. Resistance and Resistance Avalon, which are both really good social games. So right. I'll be looking forward to talking about that because, boy, did we have a lot of fun. I mean, any game where you sit next to your wife and tell her she's a traitor. Yeah, no and, doubt, and right? Upset is, is always <laughs> and you can do it and you can totally get away with it because it's a game. You have to. <laughs> Uh, Dan, always a pleasure. Tell people where they can find you on Twitter or wherever so they can learn more about great board games. Uh, any, anytime you have any questions about board games or anything, uh, at Geek Jock Blog or uh, just listen to the Geek All-Stars Sweet. Uh, on iTunes. And uh, again, you were rad at Nerdtacular. I'm so glad you were able to come. Oh, well, thanks for having you. me. I, I, I can't tell you how great it was to meet all you guys uh, in person and, and hang out. It was good times. It's, uh, it's always fun to have you, Dan. We'll see you next can't week. Can't wait right? to next year. Bye see now. Me see too. ya. Bye. Super Bye. Knife. His wife is Super Nice as well. Yeah. Super Knife. Yeah. Super Knife. Super, super we Knife. We did a whole cool kids uh, demo area, too, to get the kids involved. Oh, which cool. I absolutely loved. And they were you know a game that. Um, we were great Iceworm kids played? this year, by the way. Awesome mm-hmm. kids. Anyway, yes, Brian. What? Ice you, know what game, uh, you know what game Iceworm played that I would not have played? Uh, put uh, the wiener in the butthole. What? No, he took. <laughs> he played. He played Let Joey Image Chop You in the Chest. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know, with his shirt off. What the hell, right. man? Did you see that? That's Good Lord. Show. For those who don't know who Joey Image is, he's our he's our uh, frog pants official wrestler. You know how you uh, know you're tired is when you accidentally say "put the wiener in the butthole" without really meaning to say did that. You say that. I did. I didn't mean to because you said well, you know what Ice Worm did, and I said "put the wiener in the butthole" is a terrible thing to say. <laughs> I didn't even hear it. See, that's how I know you know you're tired because you didn't even hear it. That was much anyway, better. I take all that back. Good lord. Anyway, uh, that yeah, he was smacking him hard. If you can, you can find that Instagram or that Vine video somewhere, and it's something to see, man. He's a he's a maniac. Even Joey told me he's like that guy's crazy. He is. Yeah. Oh, good old worm, love him. Anyway, uh, good stuff. Where were we? Oh yeah, inf- uh, the humble bundle. Get that twenty bucks. Let's do some news. I don't know if. Uh, well, here's the news. I need food. Do not know where. Uh, I haven't seen Casey online, so I don't know what his dealio is. If he may call. We'll see. Casey, huh? Uh, was- He's probably afraid of you. Might be. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver. Utah connection. Her brother lives out here. Uh, reprises her alien role in this new game. So you've heard about the uh, new alien, what is it? Alien runaway action. What's it called? Crap. Uh, uh, Alien isolation. 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 It's the story. I'm actually really interested in this. The story is supposed to be Ripley's daughter. And she is on her own with not a lot of weaponry and one alien stalking the place where she's at. And that is what Alien should be about, not just waves of aliens. I mean, that's fun for a movie, but I want a game where it's like, if you want a good survival horror game, Alien, it could make a really good one. It sounds like Isolation is aiming for that. Uh, it's about her daughter, but apparently she will appear in it as well and lend voice work. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited about that. Uh, you know, we've, it's funny because we, we, we kind of, we, for a while there, we were super excited about actors and actresses being voice actors in video games and we kind of think, kind of cool off for a little bit, but now we're kind of getting excited again. I, mm-hmm. I'm totally stoked about her bringing this role back. Yeah, I think it's cool. Mm. Uh, you also put an article in here. It's kind of interesting. I think it's just a good read. This is a good long read, kind of an opinion oh, yes. piece about what the PlayStation's three-tiered goal is or what the three things it has to nail to right, uh, right. continue their strong lead this this uh, generation. Uh, and they are here are the three things, all right? Uh, number one. Hold on. Number one's oh, easy. This is hard to do. 
number number one, uh, still all the it? market share, still <laughs> all the market share from from Microsoft. Is that number one? That's number one. What's number two? Number two is no. I'm just kidding. I don't. It doesn't. This article's not good at saying it, but we're gonna link it so you can read about it. Right. Is 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 quite lengthy and uh, yeah, but it's a beast. It's, it's a well, you know. I'm it's sure it's mostly the, a video. There's a whole video here, and this is right. what they recommend you look at, which I'm gonna try to play right now. A little bit of. Will it play? Oops. Yeah, here it is. IGN News. I'm Jim Hatfield, and this is IGN News. The future of Sony's PlayStation 4. He talks too fast and runs his words right. together. All right. <laughs> but yeah, the, the third thing, which is the only thing that really lists in the article, if you're not watching the video, yeah. is they're looking at virtual reality. Yeah, you got the you got Project Morpheus going on. Project Morpheus. I'm excited Can't about play? that. Yeah, I am too. I am too. They need to see the good competition in the VR space. That'll be good for everybody. So uh, let's see if they can pull it off. Microsoft is offering $75 credit if gamers upgrade to an Xbox One. Do you want one? Uh, Do you? Not yet. I don't. So well, you know, even you that 75 bucks isn't enough to get me to go. There are no games I care about that much. So uh, right. uh, name one. Name a game on the uh, Xbox One that I just have to have. I can't think of one. Um, what is there? Titanfall? Is- I can get a PC version of that, so don't have to. You know, I, 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 I've been thinking about it. I got a 360 and, uh, they've been sending out offers for $75 off the current, uh, 399 yeah. price model. That knocks it down to 325. That starts getting kind of, uh, yeah, but what's game, what, what game you still want to spend 325 to play? I can't think uh, of one. Uh, I'm, know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not even but, saying but, that. But no, wait, wait, wait. You're not, you're not thinking from the perspective of a, a potential person who has not upgraded, who is a loyal, uh, Microsoft. Well, they've already bought one. Follower. But not necessarily. I I have an Xbox 360. But if they're loyal, I mean, if they're loyal, loyal, like the kind of person you're talking about doesn't wait around for a $75 credit. The people that they're trying to get are people who are on the fence and not sure what they want to do. It's it's, it's fine. This this makes it interesting because I haven't bought either one of the current gen consoles. Right, right, right. But if you look at them both, dude, which one of them has a game you want to play on it? Maybe none right now. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, neither one of them are really... I'm still, I'm still. A PC I, I would right argue now. is, I would argue this is true for me as well. I mean, the reason I got a PS4 is because I was going to get one of them, and at right. least on there, I had some idea of some of the things coming that I really wanted to play. So that was an easier decision for me. And one day I'll have that Xbox One when it makes sense. But right now, there are no games I care about over there. None, not one. Yeah. Most but of the games I care about are on my PC. I hate to say it, but because I'm, I'm excited about new consoles. I really am. But they just aren't. I mean, they just don't. <laughs> Right, have right. any big deal right now? Like, just this. This is too early. Twenty fifteen. That's your year. Twenty fifteen. They've got tons of games coming out yeah, in twenty fifteen. So you, I guess you got to ask yourself: Are you feeling lucky? Because you know, are, <laughs> is this going to be the price point at Christmas time? Are they going to drop the prices again? This is probably a good indication of what the price is going to be uh, at Christmas time. They usually do this because they've already they're kind of testing the market a little bit to see. You know, see how it sells. They're also desperate. They are not selling consoles at all right now. They're having a very hard time. They're having a little bit tough time, but I think they're in for the long haul. Well, they have to be, and they have the money to do that. I'm not saying they wouldn't. I'm just saying it's ugly right now, and it will be for a while. Games make the biggest difference. Give them some, you know, make that Halo 5 the greatest thing ever. You'll sell plenty of Xbox Ones. Right. Two ninety nine by Christmas. That's what I predict. I predict you're right, and I think Sony will answer with with the same price point. Right. I think they'll all be two ninety nine by Christmas. Is coming. Uh, did we lose Nicole? Nicole, you're there. No, I'm still oh, okay. here. I'm Sorry. Just, you know, I'm extremely bored. Yeah, jump in if you. Sorry. If any of this gets <laughs> Xbox Ones, you guys suck. <laughs> uh, speaking of Rogue Legacy, 
game I loved on the PC. Loved right. it. Uh, it is coming to PlayStation systems this month, 29th. I believe you'll have it both on Vita and PlayStation four. I don't know about PS three. Uh, that's exciting. I can't wait. Uh, I'll play that again. I want it on the Vita mostly cause uh, that's a great portable game or would be. And it's been way too long since they announced it, uh, two E threes ago that they were coming to PS four. And now finally, like, what are you guys doing over there? Get on right, that right. rogue legacy. Anyway, that's the comment. And then finally, the gaming, uh, gaming, the, the, the Steam summer sale game. A lot of people, uh, tried to figure out the best way to ensure the absolute cheapest price on a game they were waiting for. Did right. you guys get, I mean, I hardly bought a thing this time. I hardly bought a thing either. And I'm hearing that from a lot of people. And one of the reasons why I believe is because they, they reselled a bunch of sales they've had in the past. Well, it's because we like already own them all. That's why. Yeah. And there's all the new games, mm-hmm. the new games didn't have a, they weren't as marked down as they usually are. I don't know. It just right. didn't seem like sales were as they weren't as deep. Like, yeah, you're right. The yeah. cuts weren't as deep on newer stuff. That's absolutely true. But I, I yeah. found myself every day checking and going, own that, own that, own that. Like right. everything that would I, that I would have jumped on, I already got it. I picked up three games. What'd you get? Oh, what'd, you get? what'd you get? State of Decay. Yeah, a good yeah, game. That. Love that game. Um, South Park: Stick of Truth. Yeah. And here, yeah. let me let me clear my throat. Wolf <laughs> and Wolfenstein. Wolf. Wolf. Wolfenstein. 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 That game's good. I'm still playing the PS4 version of that. It's good. So yeah. How much, I, how much did you pay for the Wolfen Wolfenstein? That was uh, like whatever, thirty three percent off. <laughs> I want to say that was like thirty five bucks or something on sale. I saw it too. You know, when I see thirty three percent off on big ticket games like that, I kind of do the same thing I do when I go to Walmart or Office Max and those kind of places, and I go. Uh, they must not be ready to get rid of it just yet, mm. because I'll, I'll see something in the clearance section and it's marked. But I down. know these are great games. Oh so, yes, and I want to play them. So, no, definitely, it, yeah. yeah, that's all. I'm good. done with that. I just feel like it's a lot of us who've been at this for a while own a lot of what they had on sale. Yep. Yeah, that's just the way it is. It's probably cool. still good for a lot of other people. Got an email this week from Tom Walter, aka D Jagagoke. Ah. Uh, of AIE <laughs> says Nicole Scott and Scrote. Django. Django. Is that what that is? Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, I'm a dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are there, <laughs> woof. I'll say woof from now on. Say Django. Uh, are there any good cowboy slash Western themed games for the PC you would recommend playing? I really enjoyed Call of War as Gunslinger and would love to find something similar to that, but my search hasn't brought up much. Anything you can recommend would be greatly appreciated. Thanks. Um, I'm with you 100%, and I don't know why it's such a dearth of these things. I really wish, like, if tomorrow 2K and uh, Rockstar came out and said, look, we're, we've decided to go ahead and put an up version of Dead, uh, Red Dead Redemption online, Finally, on mm. I would buy it right this second at full price. I miss that Me game. Too. I love that Me game. Too. I play the whole thing again. I loved it that much. Um, but they won't, sadly. I, think game I miss might. you driving us off a cliff. Yeah, right. And that all oh, that wagon was so much fun. What <laughs> a great, what a great, freaking awesome, epic experience yeah. that game was. And I cannot wait for whatever the sequel is going to be. But I believe this, whatever the sequel will be, will be a PC port this time. Uh, I don't know if it'll be simultaneous, like the PC version of um, of uh, Grand Theft Auto Five is imminent. It's coming. So I don't know if it's, it'd be that kind of deal where we're waiting for it again, but. I guarantee that's coming. And then, uh, you know, maybe some other stuff here or there. But I just don't know if the market is as big as we wish it was on PC for Western-themed games. Yeah. Uh, I could go for a dual-stick shooter, like, over the head, like, you know, Geometry Wars-style thing set in the Old West. That'd be fun. 
I, I'd take gun anything. Smoke. Yeah, gun smoke. Any do, do, of those do, do, things. That was yeah, I took a uh, 18, was it 1880 or 1860, whatever it was, that um, city building management thing? That's on Steam. That's fun. And that's right, set in right. like the Old West. It's more of a city management thing and a gold mine thing than it is a an action game. But I'm with you, man. Lots of good mods out there, too. So look around for, you know, shooter mods and stuff. Uh, I suspect when Unreal Tournament, the new Unreal Tournament release that comes soon this year, uh, which is all open source and open developed and we'll have tons of mod support and all that. I guarantee you'll see some Western mods for that. So, I mean, that may be where we find our fun is in mods. I hate to say it. Yeah. I, I just got the Kalawaras. Is it, is that right? Yeah. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, Melanie, um, who listens to the show, sent it to me and I haven't had a chance to install it, but you said good things about it. So I, I put it on my wish list. Yeah. So. I liked it a lot oh. back in the day. Yeah. I remember you singing its praises. Yeah. It's good. It looked really nice. It played fun it was more more of an arcade than than a serious story or anything but uh still fun i there's just there's stuff you can do in that world and i wish more developers would don't get would do don't that. get lead don't get lead dead wasn't that the one we got lead, that was lead dead no that was gold something gold lead and gold lead and gold that wow. was poop well it was the game wasn't bad it's just that there was nobody playing it and and i think there's nobody playing it because it was kind of bad i think that was the problem it right. wasn't great but it's the same problem I have with movies. There aren't enough westerns anymore. I just I crave this stuff all the time, and nobody's making them. So you know, Guacamole, though not a you know um, I'm western, agree with you has yeah. a little bit of a flair to it. I agree very much. So, yep, that's a good stand-in for a straight yeah. western. More spaghetti western, but very yeah. very much that vibe. That's yep. a great game. It is a fun game. And isn't that free on PSN right now? If you have mm. plus. I could be wrong, but that's on Steam now, Vita. I, I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it all over the place. Wonderful game. I love that game. Guacamole. Uh, uh, all right. That's your emails. I guess no Casey today. It makes me sad. No, it does make me sad. So Where's here's this instead. We're kicking it old school. We didn't even see him in Nerdtacular. That's, I think it's the first year he hasn't been able to come. I know he's been busy. Had a lot going on. Uh, old school, that's where we take an old game and we revisit it. And we're doing this kind of in conjunction with the film sack, live film sack episode that we saw at Nerdtacular where we talked about <laughs> maximum overdrive. In the background was Star Castle, mm-hmm. 1980 arcade game that uh, came from Cinematronics. It was, uh, involved obliterating or obliterating a series of defenses, orbiting a station turret in the center of the screen. The game was designed by Tim Skelly and programmed by Scott Bowden. Uh, Is created, that the one he cusses at your mother? Uh, yes, <laughs> your mama. Well, he cussed yeah. at the. Uh, I think he cussed at the the pinball machine. But yeah. the pinball machine. What a weird thing that was. <laughs> so weird, that. man. I loved it. Anyway, did you, Brian? You remember playing this game? I love this game growing up. I did play this game. Uh, of course, once again, yes, it is what like an asteroids kind of knockoff kind of thing. Totally and different direction, total. though, right? Like a yeah, right, like reverse asteroids in a weird way. Exactly. You you were the one on the outside, and you were trying to attack the thing in the center. Yeah. Yes, once again. But I loved all these games during that time. This is a really early arcade game, 1980. Not this a lot of Vector, was it not? I think it was a Vector. Indeed, it was Vector arcade game. Yeah. The funny, the thing, the thing most interesting about Star Castle, even though it did not have a huge impact upon me when I was was a, a kid playing in the arcade. It did have a huge impact upon Hollywood, apparently, because this game has shown up in a lot of movies from Fast Times at Ridgemont High, where uh, Sean Penn said, dude. And uh, Star Castle being, is it Rocky Three? 
and Ghostbusters and Maximum Overdrive, which we've seen, and some uh, it's been in Columbo. Yeah, TV totally. series. Yeah. So here's an example of some gameplay. I don't know how good this video is. I just found one. Oh, that's I love the sound of it. It's lower. It's it's kind of like Breakout too, in a weird way, you know. Right. Arkanoid. Great, great sounds for a game that old. I agree. It's cool. Trippy. I like it. It was on the Vetrix as well. Remember the Vetrix? Mm. My friend had that thing. Love that little stupid thing. Uh, Vetrix is cool because it was all vector art in every game. There was no other kind of art in it. It was all vector all day. (laughs) It's in the name of the thing. It's in ADT's Fast Times at Ridgemont High. It was in Rocky 3. It was in Ghostbusters. It was in Maximum Overdrive. And it was in the TV series Columbo in the episode Murder, Smoke, and Shadows. Along with yes. Joust, which is my favorite arcade game of all time. Do you guys have one of those, Nicole? Give me your favorite arcade game of all time. Gauntlet. Nice. That was, I love playing Gauntlet. Wizard needs food badly. I probably played more Gauntlet than about anything, but I got to mm-hmm. say, a good, a good uh, close second to me that I played so much of is going to be uh, that that Turtles game, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, really? Your favorite arcade game? Well. Wow. Played, played the crap out of For me, it is a, it's a pretty solid toss up between, uh, oh man, there's so many and I could probably yeah. name others, but probably a toss up between Joust and Marble Madness. I love those games. So yeah. good. So good. Both Atari games, I believe. No, couldn't no. Sorry. One was Williams. The other was Atari. Uh, Marble Madness couldn't handle it. Love Marble Madness. So good, man. And Gauntlet was like, Valkyrie has died. Oh. Didn't that game also, which game? Oh, no, it wasn't. The guitar, there was a guitar rift in Marble Madness. Hold on, I gotta find this. You can find it. I believe in you. Ness. Ness. Guitar (laughs) rift. Look it up, Ness. You gotta (laughs) I gotta find this. For some reason, Google occasionally is just hanging on me, and I don't know why. Why Google of all things? You're having all kinds of. I don't know. Today's technical dumb day. Is the Chrome browser? I'm glad it just didn't happen over the weekend. That's <laughs> oh, pissing me off. Anyway, oh here it is: Marble Madness guitar solo. Oh, this uh-huh. is a, this is a guy actually doing it. Uh, I'm done with that. Hold on, play it. This is really annoying because just get the guy. All Google on. services are being chop chop. Anyway, doesn't matter. Sing, Point sing is, it might play while we're talking. Um, it used to go. You can hear it like all the way down the arc, down the mall. You can just hear that thing go. That's, that's much better than the guy who's going to play it. So I'm oh, glad you did is. that. Thank you. Ooh, listen, that's, that's the theme. Sounds like Transistor. Yeah, that's totally mellow. Oh, I love. Oh my gosh, I'm going to capture that. That's so nice. Anyway, mellow, yeah. uh, there you go. That's your old school pick. If you have an old pick, old pick. If you have an, an old school pick suggestion. If you have an old spick, first of all, quit being so racist. Second of all, let him out once in a while. <laughs> Third of all, email us, podcast at finalscoreshow.com. And also, while you're at it, visit the site, finalscoreshow.com. Uh, Nicole, you got anything cool going on? You posted Ladies Elite, the live one? Yeah, we posted Ladies Elite. I posted Nerd Parents. Uh, Scott Fletcher sat in on the panel on Nerd Parents. Yeah. So it was really awesome to have him yeah, on there. Great. I need him in more podcasts. I've come to the conclusion. Nothing wrong with that guy, man. I I just had a great, great time. Yeah, he's a good man. Uh, Nicole Spag on Twitter. Brian, how about you? Any, uh, what's going on? What's, uh, you got anything cool to tell people about? Absolutely. Check out Comics Coast Coast. We had a live one there at the Nerdtacular. And Scott Fletcher sat down with us with the film sack. So 
Fun, yeah. fun, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun all around, everybody. Go check those out. Brian's at the Brian Dunaway on Twitter. I can be found at Scott Johnson. The show can be found at TFS Show. And uh, make sure you check out all our community stuff on Facebook and everywhere else. We're all over the damn place. Just go to the website, finalscoreshow.com. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, and for Nicole. We'll see you next time. Game on. Hey guys, welcome to Sweet Kicks with Bricks. Today's Kickstarter highlight is Harbor. And today we have Michael with us from Tasty Minstrel Games. Uh, he is actually the founder of Tasty Minstrel Games. How's it going, Michael? It's going well. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, thanks for, thanks for being with us today. So you have this game on Kickstarter, and if people go check it out right now, I mean, it's already crazy successfully funded. Like, a lot more. Now, were you expecting this game to be funded so well? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is a good answer. <laughs> so uh, what made you guys want to create Harbor? What was the inspiration behind it? Um, Harbor, when I saw it, was um, pretty decent, um, and I, I felt like it could become something. Great. Uh, and are, are you still yeah, I'm still here. Are you still there? Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry, just a little quiet there. <laughs> so, um, what made you guys want to use Kickstarter to do this game? Um, well, we like Kickstarter in general. We've been doing it with most games. Um, so, yeah, it's just uh, continue along the same way, I suppose. Uh, one One big factor is that there's a lot of things that we wanted to do with harbor and um it would just be a ridiculously large art budget um plus we want to be able to involve community and whatnot in in what was going on while it's funding so kickstarter works out perfectly for that um why don't you tell the the listeners a little bit about harbor what what it entails and what it what kind of gameplay it is and and what is the game really about Okay, so Harbor is a worker placement game as opposed to a worker's placement game. You only have one worker, okay. and you take that that guy and you put him on a building, and you do what that building says, and that's what you do on your turn. That is it. So Seems pretty simple. Yeah, and um, you know it's uh, got Euro-type mechanics involved with it. Um, you collect goods, you convert those goods into other goods. You have a, there's a market that determines the demand. Uh, and then you use the, the goods that you get and you sell them at the market to get money and buy buildings. Uh, it's set in a fantasy port town called, now called Gold's Bottom. That was one of the things that we involved backers with was naming it. Uh, and so, um, you know, the artwork is really fun and uh, comical and whimsical and all that. 
Yeah, I really enjoy the the art style, and it looks like a extremely fun and as as we said, a, a simple game to play. So, what uh, age groups are you thinking of being able to ab- uh, market this game towards? Um, we have it marked as ten plus. Ten plus. Yeah. Great. So we could get our kids involved in playing the games with us. So that's nice. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So with the uh, the Kickstarter ending in a, just a, in about a week, when do you guys hope to have the game out to everybody for being available for, to purchase? Being available to purchase um, should be February, um, but we we do expect that um, we are hopeful that we should be able to deliver in December. Great! So it'll be a nice Christmas present for everybody. Potentially. If we <laughs> if we can deliver uh, on the project, we do say that estimated delivery is March, um, but we're ahead of schedule on a lot of things. So, oh, that's nice. That that's ha- that has to be a good feeling when you're ahead of schedule on something, right? Yeah, it's a nice change. Comes from the <laughs> innovation of having a team as opposed to being just me. Nice. So, uh, how large is your team now? Uh, there's seven people. In TMG, including myself. So is that involving artists and marketers and all that stuff? Yes. Yep. Awesome. Well, good. I'm glad you you have a team now, so you're not uh, trying to do everything by yourself. I imagine that was uh, kind of stressful for you. Yes, yes, absolutely. (laughs) So what are your plans for next projects that you have? Uh, We have Aquasphere coming up, which is a... Uh, Stefan Feld game that we are importing that we want to fund and Bomb Squad and uh, a bunch of other things further down the road. Nice. So you guys have your already have a good lineup coming out with the next year. Oh yes. So good. That's good to hear. So when uh when Harbor comes out in February March area, uh, what are you hoping? Uh, what will the price be for the people and where can they find it? The price should be $20, and they will be able to find it from uh, their favorite retailer. We have pretty good distribution. so Nice. So they could just go to their their favorite game shop or some, some place like Target or Walmart? Like no, that? no, no, uh, a game That's shop. Nothing not, like that, huh? No, not Target Just a game shop. No. All right. Have it, have it stepped up to the, to the Walmart franchise yet, huh? No, <laughs> not yet. So, well, that's cool. That's good. And it uh, sounds like a very affordable game, so a lot of people will be able to get their hands on it. So that's great. Yep. That's awesome. So uh, with Harbor, what was the main inspiration for you guys to create Harbor? Um, I don't know if there was a main inspiration. Scott Alm sent us uh, – or sent me a prototype and um, – I thought it showed promise, so we we hacked and slashed at it until it became something that was uh, very good. So nice. So Michael, if you don't mind, would you mind kind of telling us about the process of of making a board game? Like, what are the steps that you guys take to to make a game? Uh, do you want to know the physical steps or the developmental steps? Like to make the actual game, what the game is or the physical steps of taking that game once it's done and making it into a product or both. Let's uh, 
let's t- uh, let's talk about the development. How do you develop a game? A development is kind of a esoteric qualitative process. It starts with playing a prototype and seeing if there's anything there that is promising. Um, in the case of Harbor, uh, the first time I played it, um, it, it it came off bad. I played it a couple more times, and then I found what the promising part of it was, and moved forward from that. Moved forward from there. Um, in a similar way, uh, the first time I played Dungeon Roll, which is another game that we do, um, it had a very good dice mechanic for uh, a dungeon crawl type of game. Um, and we went from there. So with Harbor in this case, played it once with my wife. It was, eh. Then I played it a couple more times after that. And then again with my wife, and it was much better uh, for whatever reason. I don't remember exactly what we did differently, um, but it was much, much better. I think maybe we played by the way the rules were that the designer gave us. And there was oh, okay. something that should have been a little bit different, and that difference made well all the difference. Um, yeah. So, that, so it's just a lot of lot of trial and error that is involved. It, a lot of trial and error, and a lot of uh, experience. I think dealing with with games. Uh, I've been publishing games now for five years, and uh, before that, I was playing games for you know twenty years or whatever. I'm 33 now. Yeah. My whole <laughs> life, basically. And nice. lots and lots of games. So found what there was that was promising and then tried to build the game to be more interesting around that and to uh, make decisions about what should go, what should change, that does a handful of things. But the main ones are to, well, to make the, the gameplay experience psychologically better for the people playing it um, to make things as balanced as possible to remove um, issues that are make add confusion and things like that. Uh, so that can be a fairly uh, work intense progress. Yeah. Um, so while I was doing that uh, also the game designer was doing that also um, the head of development for a game company was doing that all at the same time. And so the designer and the development guy would do a lot of minor tweaks to costs and things like that, trying to get those as good as possible. Where And then I would play the game um, after they do that for a while and come in and say, well, what about this change and this change? And then we'd talk about those and, make, you know, that's how we progress, just iterating through each different incarnation of the game. And so we basically, we started with the game, with the prototype and eventually got to a game that was uh, significantly better, very good, ready to be published. And then, you know, looked at that and asked, um, asked some, this is going to sound really weird um, (laughs) because I kind of think of games as their own people. They have their own like soul or something like that. Yeah, and personality. Personality. And, and so it kind of like, like if I was a, uh, a psychiatrist and I laid the, I was like, okay, the game comes in. I say, okay, laid down on the couch, 
tell me what about what you want to be, who you are, you know, uh, you know, father issues, mother issues, all that sort of <laughs> stuff. And uh, so asking the game, what do you want to be? And the answer is basically the same thing that we already knew was the answer. Quick to play, quick to learn, um, introduces lots of Euro concepts like, you know, collecting resources, managing those resources, yeah. um, selling them to buy other stuff. Um, and that one of the things that was also in that answer was to be immensely replayable. And so the finished, polished, ready-to-go design that we had didn't have any player characters in it. So these player characters are who each player would start as at the beginning of the game. They have different powers that change how you interact with, with the game. Yeah. And so it didn't have those. It had uh, something like 30, 30 or so different unique buildings, all of which come out in a random order when you play. And I said, well, that has a lot of replayability. You know what would make it even better? Is if we added those those player characters. Yeah, add a little extra spice to it. Yep, and so then uh, uh, the game designer, Scott, he came up with four. We playtested those. They were good. And so, okay, cool. We have player characters up to the player count. And then I said, well, that kind of adds some replayability, but it'd be even better if there was more of them. So we just came up with off-the-wall crazy ideas. I think we came up with another 12. Nice. So we were up to 16. And then in testing, we had to eliminate probably six of those because uh, they were just – they didn't end up being interesting. Or when you played them, it led to a bad play experience for whatever reason, either positive or negative. Um yeah, I'm, and I mean positive in the sense like, okay, I played this character and it was awesome for me because I totally crushed all you guys. Um, exactly. <laughs> but that's not a good play experience. That's not what we want to have any of our games be like. Um, so, and then um, during this process, one of our team members, Andy Van Zant, who is, um, helps with game design and development, he came up with like another five by the time we were ready to launch the Kickstarter project, we had 19 characters that nice. we were uh, comfortable with. Six, which were um, six, which we didn't want to be in the base game for whatever reason. Uh, so yeah. we're doing those as a as a launch promo. Okay, cool. Um, so if you if someone backed on Kickstarter, they would get that launch promo. Uh, then uh, we also. Uh, we sent out – it's all part of the development process for, for Harbor. Uh, you know, we sent out print-and-play files. We sent out print-on-demand copies to a lot of our newsletter subscribers. Uh, so the print-and-play has been downloaded, I don't know, how many thousands of times now. Uh, and we sent out 300 print-on-demand copies. Just getting you know feedback from people. By this time, we – inside of TMG have a really good domain knowledge of Harbor and what it is. Right. Yeah. And in the back of our minds, there might be, Oh, Hey, there was this one issue that isn't amazing. Right. It makes the game just like, Oh, that's a little annoying or whatever. 
Yeah. But we have such domain knowledge, we, we forget about that. We don't think it's a problem anymore. Um, and some of them, they aren't. And some of them, when we sent out those those things, we get back from the people who are playing it. Oh, well, this part kind of sucked and that part kind of sucked. And it would be amazing except for this one little thing. And when we hear that back from a, lot, a sizable amount of people about the about what we sent out, which is already our polished thing, we go and we go, oh, yeah, we forgot that that was potentially a problem. Yeah. Uh, and then so we, we go back and we try and fix some of that. And that's all, um, you know, part of that's been happening while the, the project has been live. It just makes for a better game development-wise when it's all done. Um, we got... We asked the uh, Kickstarter backers as a community to um, suggest player characters if they wanted to. Um, and I don't know how many suggestions we had. We had we <laughs> ended up playtesting 10 of them, and seven of, we, seven of those 10 were eliminated. We have three more now that we're looking at potentially putting in the game. Um, nice. So when I laid Harbor onto the couch and I asked it the question, what do you want to be when you grow up? It said, I want to be immensely replayable. And now that we're looking at having as many as 22 characters, in addition to the random building assortment, uh, there's a huge variety of games that you could play, right? I can't say that you could have an infinite number of games played and not ever repeat one, but it's probably pretty close. So that kind of covers the, in a really short, condensed way. Yeah. In a, in a nutshell, there's development of a game for you. <laughs> yeah, excuse me. We get a little bit of a drink, and then I can uh, tell you about the actual process for making the physical product, which is also interesting. Sure. Sorry. Okay. No problem. I am back. So, yes, like the the production of the physical game, now... I consider this to include um, artwork in two senses, the illustration and the graphic design. I consider this to include manufacturing. I consider this to include uh, the logistics of getting the game from the manufacturer to the warehouse, Um, the logistics of delivering it to backers, uh, and communicating the whole time through. And so... Um, having done this a number of times, I can I can go into a lot of detail, but I'll try and uh, keep it to the most interesting stuff. So, illustration, uh, Harbor, I think, um, it's not, okay, so it's not the first game, I was about to say that it's the first game that was all illustrated by one person. Uh, and that's not true, because there are plenty of games that we've done that have been all illustrated by one person, but it is the first game that has as many illustrations as it does that has been illustrated all by one person. So it has a consistent feel, that whimsical fantasy world, you know, where the uh, the um, the chef at the sushi shop is a squid, um, cartographer is an orc, and so on and so on. Um, and again, asking about what this game wants to be and that has informed the illustration because I've played plenty of games where you buy buildings and things like that and it's just a lot of uh, what you see is 
hey, here's this super boring building. This is a wharf, right? It's just an exterior yeah. shot of the building. Wow, that's awesome. Not. Um, <laughs> and so I didn't want Harbor to be like that. I wanted it to be fun. Um, I wanted the illustration to be as fun as I feel the gameplay is. And yeah. so I said to the artist, I said, you know, I want these to be about the interaction of the people that work there. And some of them could be a shot of the building, but I, I want this to be interesting and fun. And yeah. he t- he took a hold of that and ran with it. You know, and also Good. the idea that, um, you know, it's a fantasy world where, yeah, trolls exist, but, you know, they they want to do work. They need to earn some money. Yeah. And you know, they got to feed their kids or whatever. Exactly. You know, <laughs> there are people that are trying to live under their bridges and uh, or they've been evicted from under the bridge. Now they got to get money to pay rent somewhere or whatever. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so there's a lot of things like that about the game, which are, are fun. And I don't think you've really seen a lot of other places. Uh, so that's illustration. We get that done. Graphic design is all about making the gameplay easier to, or the game easier to play visually. Um, that's a lot of kind of guess and check and recheck and rethink and see what people think and rethink again and redo sort of work. Um, and uh, we, we've been doing that. Um, then there's the actual manufacturing, which entails, uh, you know, working with the manufacturer. This is what needs to go into the box. It's these 19 player characters that are of this size. It's this, you know, this cardstock material. Then it's, you know, however many cards, you know, this kind of material. Then and uh, you know, this kind of finish, this size, and so on. <coughs> so a lot of details like that. Uh, we get that information from – you give that to them. They give us a quote. We work that information into how we go about doing the Kickstarter so that no matter where it funds at, ends up funding that, we will be happy and uh, we will be able to be profitable such that we can make more and and have Harbor be uh, you know, a permanent game in the game world that people can yeah. buy. Um uh, you know, once we fund and we've got that all together, we send them the art files, they send us samples, we approve them, we go back and forth if needed. Uh, and then once manufacturing's done, we get, we set up for ocean freight to bring from China to the U.S. Uh, before that all happens, we already have a partner that we're going to work with that's going to receive the games, package them up, send them out to everybody. So that as seamless as possible, people can back harbor and then get it and nice. be happy. Um, all the while communicating. Um, you know, I hired one person specifically just to manage communities surrounding all these Kickstarter projects and communicate with them and answer comments and keep things going. <coughs> Sorry about that cough. No, you're good. Well, that that sounds. Awesome and very informative. I appreciate you going into detail with that, making your voice dry out. Though I apologize for that, okay. but uh, <laughs> it happens. Uh... But, yeah. Well, I think 
Harbor looks amazing. And tell people where they can find it and find more about Tasty Minstrel games. Oh, okay. Uh, Harbor's on Kickstarter right now. Uh, you can search for Harbor with a U, uh, like we're British or something, even though we're, we're not. <laughs> I just thought it was more fantasy if you put a U in it, I guess. I don't know. There you go. It makes it stand out a little bit more. And uh, um, Or you can search for Michael Mindis. That's my name. Everything's under my name, not under TMG. Uh, our website is at playtmg.com. We are currently reworking that. Uh, if you want to get information from us about what we're doing, the best thing to do is sign up for our email newsletter because um, <coughs> that is, without fail, the best source. Um, you know, over the years, we've just been concentrating on um, – making great games and doing all of that and being just me for so long or me and one other guy um, for so long, it, uh, you know, some things have fallen by the wayside and a good website has been one of those things for a long time, but uh, we are <laughs> we're working on it. We're thinking in the next two, three months, it should be up and running and, and excellent going forward. But uh, everything takes longer than expected usually. Of course. Cool. Well, you heard it, people. Go check out their Kickstarter. It's going to be an awesome thing. And if you want to keep up to date with all the great things that they are still producing and going to produce in the future, sign up for their email newsletter at playtmg.com. So thanks, Michael, for joining us today. I really appreciate your time. Cool. Thank you, Barry. All right. Have a good one. You too. Bye. about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.